I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish, and as always, I'm joined by Nishant. We had a good day in the NBA today. A lot of games, a lot of fun matches as well. Mavs finally got winning. I want to talk <laughs> about them in today's episode. The Miami Heat lost to Washington Wizards without a Russell Westbrook, which probably helped the Wizards. You never know. <laughs> but uh, nice. I want to talk about both these teams today. Uh, but we'll start off with uh, the Clippers. Uh-huh. Now we saw the Clippers uh, come out all. Uh, like a revenge season for the clippers right because they lost very badly to the nets yesterday and then they came out and showed all their fury on uh, poor cleveland <laughs> cavaliers <laughs> they won by a 20 plus margin paul george went hot took eight threes uh, yeah. scored eight threes in fact while the entire cavs team took 10 attempts at three so it was a blowout victory for the cavs and they look like this team i was looking at the blowout for the clippers yes uh, and I was looking at the clippers uh, matches this season and i noticed this trend right all the games that they lost they lost only six games uh, one was that huge loss against the mavs and one game was against the spurs i think where uh, paul george and kawhi both did not play now leaving aside those two aberrations their losses have been against the nets yesterday the warriors where right. the warriors came back from like 19 points down yeah uh, the utah jazz and the lakers i think at the start and uh, no one was against the spurs and one against the hawks as well so Okay. uh the trend here is the losses have all been against playoff contender top top teams hmm. the wins have been against the lower ranked teams right and now that they come out and get this big wins like today and people are talking about how clippers how they were talking about clippers last season and then you also what happened in the last season in hmm. the bubble hmm. where they just crashed against they almost lost to the mavs and then they crashed and burnt against the nuggets do you think the clippers have a problem they will dominate these smaller teams and then lose when it really matters to the big teams uh so a lot of the nba seasons about pacing and mm-hmm. and if if you're talking about clippers we're talking about chip contention nothing else right because because like they get to the playoffs nobody's impressed they fall short of the western conference finals nobody's impressed wcf is really where it starts for them if they make it to the finals all right step one but we really wanted to win the chip uh, to justify the kind of potential you guys have put together so yeah. then if the chip is your goal for any chip contender really in any sport when you're going the long haul a full season uh, with the prize at the end of the season it's all about pacing it's about uh, defining milestones so it's like a large scale project right you you have a timeline that you want to hit you have milestones that indicate that you're going on track and uh, you're following the schedule you laid out and the eventual reward is you win a chip or let's mm-hmm. just say you get to the western conference finals now in that sense if the clippers were to lay out a road map of the problems that they want to solve and the strengths that they want to build a before the playoffs and b by the time they get to the finals where they'll really be tested i think they're on their road map and i think they're on track the first problem for them to solve was what locker room issues that they just ripped them apart last season um, the lack of a vocal leader uh, lack of discipline and you're never going to have equal distribution of rights and privileges on a squad you, you there will be superstars and they will be differently treated that it's just life mm-hmm. but i think what the players were looking for was equitable distribution like it's fine for a kawai to make a certain level of money it's fine for him to get extra bodyguards paid for by the club or a private helicopter or whatever else he gets now it's not fine uh, for him to be treated differently on team activities like it's not fair for the team to practice but kawai gets a day off for no good reason if it's fitness that's fine so so i think that was something they needed to iron out 
they also needed to iron out team chemistry as in how do they get their best five to play together regularly that was a big problem last year they had like low double digit games where their entire full strength team played last season before the playoffs and and a, a part of that was realizing sometime in the bubble last year that you can't just sleep through it all and say we'll turn on a switch you can if you have continuity of 3 4 years of playing together and you know like the golden state warriors can flip a switch if right. if the core big 3 come back they can flip a switch because they've done it together for so long even then they might be rusty but they don't have to discover each other's strengths on the court as they play mm-hmm. so all of this combined what did the clippers do this season i forget about how lights out their two stars are playing right for just start with the fact that they're playing and they're playing regularly yeah. there's none of that load management nonsense unless there's just cause every once in a while a break is fine but um, there's there's no bizarre load management practices i think credit to the coach Mm-hmm. he walks the talk everyone said he was this way everyone said he doesn't back down to stars he's done it in cleveland he's doing it here and and he's really gotten them all to rally together and and play as one that's a big deal that's one two they've got wins it doesn't matter against who at this stage i don't think the focus should be too much on against whom they're getting these wins because if you remember look look no further than last season when the season started the lakers were struggling against the clippers in that one to one they got yep. tossed by the bucks where yanis went off for like five threes of all people mm-hmm. they lost a lot of those key games uh, but they were who were they beating they were beating sacramento they were beating san antonio they were beating these kinds of teams phoenix suns here and there like one big win against utah so at this stage it doesn't matter so much who you're beating who you're not we can get to matchups at a later stage it matters mm-hmm. that you find your best five it matters that you get your rotations in place it matters uh, that your shooters get into rhythm your defenders um understand the systems you are running and adapt and excel in those systems it matters that your bench scoring is where you want it to be um and the players that are required to play off ball um figure out that role and it's not always easy so all of these little things that's what the first half of the season is about and we're like a quarter of the way in so if the only negative against the clippers is that they've beaten the weaker teams and lost to a lot of the big teams that's fine they'll live with it the positives though are mm-hmm. they've got two wing defenders it's the same positives as last year they've got two wing defenders and they are the only team that has two elite wing defenders that can take on the best two scorers on the other team two think about right. it two like That's you, you can put yeah. you can put one guy each and both of these guys are some of the best wing defenders in the league you can put one guy each on um say steph curry and whoever else you want to guard on that team Dame Lillard and CJ. That's an immense luxury and this is the only team with that. Where was their downfall despite this last season? Team chemistry, rotation, not having a consistent run of games. So that's really the problem that they have to solve. We know this is that team. Um and we know there are nightmare matchup when they play to their strength in the playoff. Um so yeah. so I'm I'm actually overwhelmed by how well the Clippers have done so far and uh, they really are legit contenders. Anyone who keeps talking about will Philly be able to beat LA in the fi- uh, Lakers in the finals or will the Nets be able to beat Lakers in the finals it's a bit unfair to presume that the Lakers will make it to the finals uh, unless for some reason the Clippers come and choke again because they're legitimate contenders 
okay that that was the clippers talk at least they got a few wins uh, the next teams i wanted to talk about are teams <laughs> that are not getting any wins the mavs and the miami heat who are 13th in their respective conferences the mavs to be fair they got a win today against the atlanta hawks but miami lost against washington wizards now uh, my next question to you was which of these teams have been more disappointing what's up with the mavs and the heat who were legit at least second round playoff teams that's a tough one but i'd have to say the mavs and i know it's a little unconventional Mm-hmm. uh but expectations are tempered or should be tempered by some sense of reality if if you're talking about miami heat were finalists last season and runners up mm-hmm. and six games not a sweep not a gentleman sweep so that must tell you something and and this season they don't look like anywhere close to being there they don't even look like a playoff team right now uh sure fair but I didn't have expectations of that sort from the Miami team just because they made the finals last year because anyone who did is forgetting that until they made the finals we were we were consistently saying they're already overachieving at every stage right. second round of playoffs overachieving beat the bucks overachieving made it out of the east overachieving so they did overachieve like are we forgetting that part so i'm not gonna just because they made the finals if they win it's a different story but just because they made the finals yeah. doesn't mean they guaranteed the finals the next time around um the the history of the league is littered pre pre these super team eras the league was littered with teams that would make the finals lose the finals and never not never see the finals again for a decade or more mm-hmm. uh, winners came back more more often than not but the losers hardly ever did right so yeah. it's not it's not against the history of the league now um it's the miami heat is a young team they mm-hmm. had aging stars who performed exceptionally well last season namely dragic and butler but yeah. that was dragic you knew even last season this was a dying light like uh, fitness wise he doesn't have that much more to offer and he's going to fade his brain still there but but just physical mm-hmm. ability is going to fade jimmy butler seems to have some kind of fitness issues he's on and off he keeps coming coming back and 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 that also again he's not getting any younger so And the rest of them are young like none hero most of these guys were first second year stars who are still pretty much learning the abc's of pro basketball at the highest level so you're bound to see wild fluctuations in form and in uh, mental readiness and fitness and all of that so so i'm not too fast about the heat yeah it, it is still i'd still expect them to be a playoff team at the very least and maybe they may well will be but right now they look far from it their shooting is off there uh the teams all over the place that's the bizarre thing usually miami uh, as a team the discipline comes number one the work ethics always there and i'm sure they're putting in the effort but the output is that they're a bit all over the place and maybe some of the personnel losses have hurt them uh maybe some of the injury uh, losses have hurt them and once they get yeah. their team back they get their shape back but but right now they're disappointing not nearly as disappointing as the mavs uh because oh. the mavs had the mvp favorite uh they had posing his back even with posing his back they look shaky um, they don't look anywhere close to their best and and i think maybe to an extent they're regretting the seth curry trade because josh richardson it's a trade that made made sense josh richardson is a better player overall and he's a starter for them versus seth curry off the bench yep but they've lost that shooting edge i think they're the worst team in three shooting in the league if not the worst they probably second if they made any kind mm-hmm. of improvement in one game but uh-huh. they're rock bottom on three shooting and largely i would put that down to luka doncic being their biggest volume shooter and luka doncic being terrible from three this season uh, right. they don't 
Now, normally the team's average would be better. Why? Because you're surrounded by better shooters and they bring the average up. They're not this season. They they lost two good shooters, great shooters. Yeah. Um, the shooters that they have are in and out of the team. Uh, this team's suffering. And without posing is they look absolutely clueless on defense. Cleaver's the only guy that seems to even know the ABCs of defending. This was a team that gave the Clippers a run for their money last season that we expected mm-hmm. to make the second round at least of the playoffs, if not the conference finals, and get yeah. set up neatly for a chip run next season. They look far from it. I think last yeah. season they looked like a, play, a trade away from being chip contenders. Now they look like uh, two trades removed from a chip contender minimum, or two trades removed from a Western Conference finals contender. So I'm, I'm a lot more disappointed with the Mavs than I am with the Heat because I expected more from the Mavs than I did from the Heat. All right, that's fair. And I think uh, they'll they'll bounce back soon given that Porzingis is back now. And yeah. Luca is kind of hitting some form after this initial early jitters where mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are calling him unfit and all of that. He looks like the player he was last season. So things right. looking upside for Mavs, but mm-hmm. uh, the Heat definitely need some, something to work them up they because they are they going down. Pray, <laughs> they need to pray, yes. <laughs> the last team I want to talk about today was a team that is actually on the upside, Toronto Raptors. They've won six out of the last ten. Things are looking bright uh, for them. I was about to say in Toronto, but I realized they're not in Toronto. But things are looking bright for them. With Fred Van Fleet going off for 50 points, a franchise record for him. Uh, uh, Lowry does his thing as always. Siakam looking like the player he was in their championship year. Finally, he went missing since the bubble started yeah. and he looked yeah. like he's back. Uh, my question was, uh, so Toronto, uh, things looking bright for Toronto. Where do you expect them to finish? In the top four, like they were supposed to at the start of the season? So let's look at the let's look at the standings last. I, I think um, let that be an outcome of of the variables that we're considering. One, first of all, and completely off topic, if Demar Derozan is paying attention to Fred Van Fleet's performances, because a bunch of uh-huh. his records are falling. These were all yes, Derozan. he tweeted about it. Yeah. Oh, yes, great. Because I am yeah. looking for for a response in, in the fantasy league. My team needs a lot <laughs> lot of luck, much like the Miami Heat. <laughs> All right, back to back to our topic. Uh, in continuation to what I said about the Denver Nuggets yesterday, and mm-hmm. and we kind of alluded to this a bit, right? There are two coaches I trust more than anyone else, with the exception of Frank Vogel in LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make to be fearless in making adjustments, changes in questioning their own reality, uh, questioning their understanding and their read of the situation, and just having zero fear in saying, okay, we got this entirely wrong. Let's scrap it up. Let's do it over. Uh, it's Coach Malone in Denver and it's Nick Nurse in Toronto slash Tampa. Uh, Tampa yeah. is a good place to be. Maybe that will change this uh, weekend, but for now it's a good place to be. And they've made, they've had a ton of adjustments to make because they lost a huge chunk of quality size. Let me say that quality size, because you can get size. Yeah. You can get a taco fall. He's not going to play like Yao Ming. True. So they, they lost Ibaka and they lost Mark Gasol. In them, they didn't just lose presence in the paint and under the rim on defense and some kind of offense. They also lost essentially two spacing monsters who mm-hmm. who just make it so tough to defend because they can go to the perimeter, stretch your big and then shoot pretty effectively from there if you get them a good look. And they can set up screens there. There's so much dynamism that that brings to the offense, even if they don't always end up scoring. So they lost all of that. Then they had what seemed to be disciplinary issues with Siakam. Uh, Then they had Lowry, who appeared to be aging. Maybe he's lost a bit of that edge. 
and then they had Fred Van Fleet fresh off of a new contract still finding his feet maybe the the expectations of that new contract were were heavy on him i don't know mm-hmm. if he is still you know uh, getting used to life in in the starting lineup in, in toronto in the league in tampa whatever so a ton of stuff for the coach to do right work cut out there uh, yes the players are accountable to deliver but this was really a coaching conundrum how do you put these players in positions where they can deliver how do you work with them to give them what they need uh, Uh, to free them and so they can go and perform the siakam issues seem to be sorted out i think he's been great so far yep. whatever the numbers say his effort uh, his commitment to uh, doing whatever it takes for the team and really the strength that everyone plays for the team uh, mission greater than the player uh, that that's shining through now and the results speak for it um, fred van fleet's career night and all these will come and go but but the fact that they're they're defending again as a team uh, and they're able to score is great the only drawback right now for them is their defense isn't bad uh, but their offense is nothing to write home about even with all of right. these incredible performances as a team they're still not putting enough points on the on the board their bench scoring is is woeful their uh, starting lineup is on and off their scoring isn't as distributed as it was last season and if if uh, whenever it is it's not quite enough volume so one of these key factors and it's, it's really interesting i think they're in the uh, they were bottom 5 last i checked they probably are bottom 2 or worst in the league right now in points scored within 3 feet of the rim which is essentially dunks layups finishing yep. at the uh, at the rim that's quite telling that's really telling because uh, essentially what that means is you've lost ibaka and magasal that's that's, right. that's all that that stat tells me right. so that's a big blow to their offense because their mid range and outside shooting can still improve but having mm-hmm. almost zero paint scoring which is often a go to zone in the playoffs and and really your low hanging fruit on several plays to get buckets that's a problem they'll have to overcome and yeah i'm not very confident they'll do a great job of overcoming it because of the personnel that they have what did what did we say in the playoffs last season they realized these guys are not shooting very well the percentage is going to be low so they're going to compensate they're saying okay if we're not going to hit 50% of our shots we're converting 40% So let's just take jack up twenty five percent more shots. Don't waste the shot clock. Just get shots up volume. That's what right. they did in the playoffs, which basically tells you it's not a new thing that their shooting hasn't been spectacular. Right. And then they've lost paint scoring. That's a problem. I, it, it'll take a lot to overcome this. Uh, their best uh, option here is to keep improving and doubling down on their defense, kind of like what the mm-hmm. Lakers are doing. The Lakers' offense isn't great right now. Like net net right. points. the offense is nothing special it's it's rank average in the league but their defense is best in class they're restricting teams and holding them down to uh, their second unit defense almost as well as their first unit right and that's how they're racking up whatever wins they are and i think that's the model that toronto will have to adopt of doubling down on defense uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> little hope and a prayer on offense uh, because that paint scoring isn't going to improve too much so they got to keep working on the shooting uh, working on set plays to get Uh, the best shooters more usage rate stuff like that but until they figure that out i think defense is where they're strong and where they can even with the loss of personnel they should double down and that's where they create those wins uh, top 4 is going to be st- a stretch as a result i think i think re- realistic ambition should be get to the playoffs this season and continue building all right so that was toronto raptors and i think the raptors need to realize soon that aaron baines is not not their man like i realized it early in my fantasy league and chucked him out i think the raptors should do that soon too i think they would uh, when they traded him in or they got him in 
but uh, these were the teams i want to talk about and uh, i think uh, we covered like five teams today that was pretty yeah. uh, intense and we'll do this again tomorrow the nuggets play the lakers excited about that a repeat of the western conference finals any predictions yeah yeah lakers in five <laughs> in five boy old average die hard sorry <laughs> i'd look i'll be happy i don't i don't care if the lakers win or lose it's too early in the season uh, the only thing i'm looking forward to is can can we please please have the real ad back if he plays like ad i'm good win lose nobody cares all right so we'll we'll keep uh, we'll see how that works out for you and for ad and there's no mason plumley so i don't know if he's motivated to get free for the game winning shot yeah <laughs> that's a problem yep all right then um, that's all for today i'll catch you tomorrow all right just bye